Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn and Bone Daddy as your hosts, we wish to help you as players and game masters, from the aspiring to the veteran, with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. Welcome to this episode of This Dungeon is Occupied, Wizards. We did a thing, part one, part two, player's handbook. Now we're doing another thing. Xanathars and Tasha's. We've come to the conclusion that there are too many wizards. We've come hey. to the conclusion there's just too much reading, so we're going to do it for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do kind of like uh, Xanathar's little little blurb for wizards. Wizardry requires understanding, the knowledge of how and why magic works, and our efforts to broaden that understanding have brought about the key advances in civilization over the centuries. From Gimbal, the illusionist. And the reason why I like that is because he's an illusionist. <laughs> and he talks about bringing the key advances in civilization. What he's saying is capitalism is a lie. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, how how are you going to go about you know being an illusionist and talk about advancing civilization? Uh, hmm. Anyway... Um, so it just made me giggle. I don't know. I, I imagined like a bunch of illusionary wizards, like just having this grandiose vision for a city and it really just being a bunch of tiki huts, you know, just like, it's, it's the peak of civilization. That's a rock. No, it's a, it's a, 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 a building. It's a mall. No, that's, that's some sticks. Well, <laughs> I was close. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, um, also, while we're at it, um, to throw you a curveball, did you also want to discuss, since there's only one wizard in Xanathar's, did you also want to discuss chronology uh, magic and graviturgy magic? Well, let's, let's get through Tasha's first and see how long that takes. Yeah. Let's well, Tasha's only, has, Tasha's only has two. Well, and usually right. we, do, we did three for the episode. Yeah, and it uh, took 40 minutes. Well, I we'll try. see. Yeah, we'll see. It might just be bonus content. But, as always, Xanathar's has a little bit of specialty. Uh, it's long, uh, Along with Tasha's, they give a little bit of extra juice to your role-playing, to your background. A uh, little, little flavor texts and stuff. So, they do give you... Uh, a way to describe your spell book. They have a D6, you know. One starts with a tome with pages that are thin sheets of metal, spells etched into them with acid. Uh, or in number six is a tome full of black pages whose writing is visible only in dim light or darkness. I kind of like that one. Why? Because <laughs> why not? Uh, and then there's also ambitions. You know, they do a D6. But that's not what we're here for. You should have, if you truly want to be an edgelord about your spellbook, you should have it etched into your flesh like the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds ah! like, like a wizard warlock. <laughs> <laughs> your weak spellbook. Look at mine. It's etched into my flesh. They call that tattoos. Oh, wouldn't or that be cool? Branding. That would be cool, actually. Or branding. Ooh. Mm, that one would, that would be Woof. Hateful. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't do that. Yeah. Elodine, have you ever been branded before? 
I've been burned with a cattle prod, but no. Uh. Would you like to be branded? I can make a little thing. We can I've actually I thought about it, but no. Back Man, in college, I, I thought about I'm it. I'm good. Yeah. No. I'm just getting tattoos. Lots yep. of them. <laughs> I already I have want. plans to get two. I'm getting a half sleeve on my right arm and a, a little couple's tattoo with Raven on my left arm. Gross. Yep. Disgusting. Romanticism. Uh, Anywho, moving romance. on. War magic. Uh, <laughs> don't skip the eccentricities. Oh, tell me, right. tell yeah. me again, though. Tell me, tell me more. Tell, me, tell me more about romanticism. <laughs> tell me more about romanticism. I want to know. That's for the bonus content. I just want to. I just want to know. What is it like to be in love? What is so the eccentricities? Uh, they, uh, there's also a, a D6 chart of that. Endless hours of solitary study and research can have a negative effect on someone's uh, social skills. So you could be a little eccentric as a wizard. Like having the habit of tapping your foot incessantly, which often annoys those around you. Or your I, most I really prized like, position is a dead worm. <laughs> I like, <laughs> like you that. never enter a room without looking to see what's on the ceiling. You know, like you're, I don't blame them. That could be handy. It could yeah. really be handy. <laughs> because honestly, not very many people look up. And exactly. I use, as a story weaver, I use that to my advantage. Most of my ambushes come from up. <laughs> hey, why is that guy on the ceiling? What? <laughs> Ambush. <laughs> from above. Mm -hmm. We had that happen. <laughs> we had a whole assassin's guild that just hung up in the rafters. <laughs> All right. Arcane tradition. At second level, a wizard gains the arcane tradition feature. This one is War Magic from Xanathar's. War Magic! Go ahead, introduce it. Yeah! What's good if. How, what is good at, is being able to throw a mighty fireball if I die before I can cast it. A variety of arcane colleges specialize in training wizards for war. The tradition of war magic blends principles of evocation and abjuration rather than specializing in either of those schools. It teaches techniques that empower a caster's spells while also providing a method of wizards to bolster their own defenses. War magic is one of my favorite types of magic, only because it allows you to be a versatile powerhouse and negates the, but isn't your wizard squishy? No. No, he isn't. Oh, but, sorry. But yes, he is. But yes, no, yes. no, he isn't. War magic <laughs> gives you at second level arcane deflection. You ha have learned to weave your magic to fortify yourself against harm. When you're hit by an attack or you fail a saving throw, you can use your reaction to gain a plus two bonus to your AC against the attack or a plus four bonus to that saving throw. When you use this feature, you can't cast spells other than cantrips until the end of your turn. So your AC is 13 now. Listen, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> not if I have a shield how many I mean, wizards you know carry shields when I played a war mage I had a, I had a short sword and a shield nice also at second level you are witty tactical wit your keen ability to assess tactical situations allows you to act quickly in battle you can give yourself a bonus to your initiative roll equal to your intelligence modifier which should be your highest score look at that that's look. not bad who needs yeah, that's, who that's needs alerts good. when you have okay, everyone? Everyone needs the alert feed. I don't yeah, know that what should be the first. Thing just because I grab. have this does not mean I'm not taking alert. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah. 
At sixth level, you get Power Surge. You can store magical energy within yourself to later empower your damaging spells. In its stored form, this energy is called a Power Surge. You can store a maximum number of Power Surges equal to your Intelligence modifier. Whenever you finish a long rest, your number of Power Surges resets to one. Whenever you successfully end a spell with Dispel Magic or Counterspell, you gain one Power Surge. As you steal magic from the spell, you, you foiled. If you end short rest with no power surges, you gain one power surge. That's Once nice. per turn, when you deal damage to a creature or object with a wizard spell, you can spend one power surge to deal extra force damage to that target. The extra damage equals half your wizard level. Yeah. Minimum that's, one. That's hot. Yeah, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. not bad. Then you get durable magic. Beginning at 10th level, the magic you channel helps ward off harm. While you maintain concentration on the spell, you have a plus two bonus to AC and all saving throws. I do like that. You're right. It gets you a little bit more tanky. Especially, I guess, if you're carrying a shield. Deflecting okay. Shroud. It was your turn. Well, I was kind of expecting somebody to, you know, reply uh, when I made a a note about something. Nobody even went, yeah. That just, Whoa, no, just I dead mean. fucking silence. <laughs> it's fine. Look, that's I leaving the dead just silence in. Fuck just everyone. For the awkwardness of it. It was amazing. Uh, just take Look, the name out of it. But when you fuck. when you when you went silent and you were like wizards are more tanky, I was like, I know. Obviously. Yeah, but you didn't even say that. You could have been sassy. I left you open for sass. You know, That's a lot of do. A lot of men leave me open, not for sass though. So I I was just like no. <laughs> I left it open, you know, to be engaging. But no, it's all right. Fuck you, Elodie. <laughs> Deflecting shroud, you communist cunts. Um <laughs> At 14th level, your arcane deflection becomes infused with deadly magic. When you use your arcane deflection feature, you can cause magical energy to arc from you. Up to three creatures of your choice that you can see within 60 feet of you each take force damage equal to half your wizard level. That is so lackluster. Shut up. Half your wizard level? That's only seven damage. (laughs) That's it, yeah, you're level 14. That's, that's seven that's seven force damage to three ran to three creatures of your choice. Meh. Meh. Within sixty feet of it, you. It could have been better. And that's it could have been with your regular wizard features that you get. I would have I would have honestly been happier if it had given me a dice roll to get, you know, above seven or, you know, like a like a I don't know, a 1d8 or a 2d8 to, to three creatures, That I feel like that would be better. But, I would like but. to remind the, I would like to remind everybody that at 14th level, you also can, you also get two feats and at 18th level you also get your spell mastery. So like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm like defending it like as if like my life depends on it. No defense, War Mage isn't that bad. It, it, yeah, it was fine. War mages are so cool. It's just it's Xanathar's cool always been, yeah. Xanathar's always been kind of lackluster for me. I mean, I don't know. I guess a five out of ten. I don't want to bag on it too much, but I'm bagging on it. So 
Because this is not blade singing. Okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, listeners, if you haven't noticed in our episodes, um, very rarely does Xanathar's impress us. Um, nothing Xanathar wrong with sucks. it. I mean, it. You know, we, it's we outdated. Have to give, yeah, we have to give a caveat. That's our opinion. You know, Watsy, don't add us. But uh, you know, Watsy's gonna cancel us, right? <laughs> Imagine, just cease and desist letter. You no longer have a podcast. Okay. You can no longer buy D and D stuff. <laughs> oh, That's please weird. don't! I spend an exorbitant amount of money on your company. <laughs> but no, uh, I guess you can do things with Sanathars, and you know, obviously, like Bone Daddy said, he's done a War Mage before, and it depends on the player to make the class better. So, it actually was so. War Mage, when I was using the War Mage, it was actually very tactical, along with like everybody else on the team. Mm -hmm. I was able to be a very like versatile player and like prevent people from dying a lot of the times. Um, to be fair, I was I was with a lovely band of idiots, so preventing them from dying was like ninety five percent of my job. Um, so like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. So that's Xanathar's. That's the only. Because you turn the page and it goes into something completely different. So, that is the only one from Xanathar's. Moving on to Tasha's. Bone Daddy, do you oh, want to give us the the yeah. extra stank from Tasha's? Uh, the extra stank? The like, extra stank. Talk um, about the extra things that we get. Okay. Uh, one sec. Let me, let, me, let me grab my Tasha's guide. One sec. Sorry. Um... I had, I have to go through this. Okay. So, um, Tasha's introduced the additional class features, including additional wizard spells. There are too many to list, and I'm not going to list them all, but know that you do get really interesting things, like the Summon Fae. So, you know how we always talk about Blueberry? You can summon Blueberry into your game. I don't know why you'd want to, but you can. Um, you can also summon Elementals. You can summon Aberrations. It gives a lot of summoning spells. Just throwing it out there. Um, it, the the extra spells aren't in the player's handbook. That's the most important part. Yeah, the extra spells aren't in the player's handbook. Most of these are new spells that were created um, in like other editions and also in Tasha's. Because you get like Tasha's Otherworldly Guys. Ooh. Tasha's Mind Whip. Tasha's Mind Whip. Tasha's Caustic Brew. Blade of Disaster. Blade of Disaster. <laughs> and they bring, like, wasn't Green Flame Blade in an earlier edition? Yes. Green Flame Blade. So they got some stuff that they're bringing back. Dream yes. of the Blue Veil. I've never seen that, actually. <laughs> oh, it's like sleep, right? But something different. Okay. But dreaming. <laughs> but dreaming. And then you also get cantrip formulas. At third level, you can choose this feat, and you can give yourself more cantrips. Yay! Whenever you finish a long rest and consult these formulas in your spellbook, you can replace one of your wizard cantrips with, you know with another cantrip from the wizard spell list. Woo! I mean, that gives you some versatility. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, cantrips are not always like my favorite thing, but they could be fun. So like my like ninety five percent of my problem with sorcerer, it's like cantrips. I'm like, yay, <laughs> cantrips. You know this, and, it, and then it comes up with the the extra arcane traditions that that it you know lets you use as a subclass. Uh, 
and I love the flavor text because mm-hmm. it, to me, it actually gives kind of a shade to the Bladesingers. And it says, when faced with the endless onslaught of magical possibilities, many wi- wizards suffer identity crisis. Some overcome, some break, some become sword bards. <laughs> it's I love shame. how there, it's there, is a, there is a sword bard already, which is hilarious. Right. Um, okay, like, I, I, know, I, know, I know I say a lot of stuff about, like, Bladesingers. I don't mean to. It's just, <laughs> I couldn't use Bladesingers for the longest time because I, like, refused to play as elves. <laughs> and I was like, "Listen, can well, I?" Well, that explains so much about our current campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you want to just commit genocide? No, it's not because. Wow. First of all, <laughs> I t- <laughs> you're giving everybody the wrong impression. I want to kill. No, that is that's one hundred percent of the context in this arc. <laughs> There's like there's like a sect of elves in your game that have committed terrible atrocities, and I'm like, we're gonna slaughter them all. It's That's not true. all the elves. That's true. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> Blade Singers so. master a tradition of wizardry that incorporates swordplay and dance. You can dance if you want to. Anyway, uh, originally created by elves, this tradition has been adopted by non-elf practitioners who honor and expand on the elven ways. So yeah, dancey sword swinging people. Mm-hmm. You use a you use a series of intricate, elegant maneuvers that fend off harm and allow the blade singers to channel magic into devastating attacks and cunning defenses. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> I now want that in my campaign. Oh, I'm gonna make one. In the hips don't lie. So, <laughs> so and training in Warren's song. Second level blade singing feature. You gain proficiency with light armor and you gain proficiency with one type of one-handed melee weapon of your choice. You also gain proficiency in the performance skill if you don't already have it. And I'm telling you, anytime you can gain proficiencies in more things, yep. the better. Oh yeah. It's always better. Uh Blade Song, also at second level. You can invoke an elven magic called the Blade Song, provided that you aren't wearing medium or heavy armor or using a shield. It graces you with supernatural speed, agility, and focus. You can use a bonus action to start the Blade Song, which lasts for one minute. It ends early if you are incapacitated, if you don a medium or heavy armor or a shield, or if you use two hands to make an attack with a weapon. You can also dismiss the Blade Song at any time, no action required. While your Blade Song is active, you gain the following benefits. You gain a bonus to your AC equal to your intelligence modifier, minimum of plus one. Your walking speed increases by ten feet. You have advantage on dexterity acrobatics checks, and you gain a bonus to any constitution saving throw you make to maintain your concentration on a spell. The bonus equals your intelligence modifier. Use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus and regain all expended uses after a long rest. That's probably like going to be the best part about this entire class. That was a yeah, lot of benefits. <laughs> I, I actually kind of like Blade Singers because I don't like wizards. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a wizard. This is a sword bard. <laughs> There's already a sword bard. At yeah, sixth this... level, you gain an extra attack. You can attack twice instead of once whenever you take the attack action on your turn. Moreover, you can cast one of your cantrips in place of one of those attacks. Yeah, I like good. that it just says attack. It doesn't specify what kind of attack. Nope. So I like that. That's so if you play, so if you you're a, a minotaur that um, took this ancient elven tradition and is like practicing it, you can make two um, of your horn attacks instead. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna make a Minotaur that actually thinks he's an elf. Oh, that would be fun. Yes. All right, Scooby Doo. <laughs> Love you, Bone Daddy. <laughs> Death level, Song of Defense. You can direct your magic to absorb damage while your Blade Song is active. When you take damage, you can use your reaction to expend one spell slot and reduce that damage to you by an amount equal to five times the spell slot's level. Wow. Wow. I, That's pretty good. Yeah, five times is a lot. It's yeah. like five more times than one. <laughs> Sorry, I had to make a joke. But no, like, that is actually like a really cool feature. <laughs> it's like I'm playing Pokemon Scarlet and I'm taking math class. And it's like, tell me. <laughs> At 14th level, you get this Song of Victory. You can add your intelligence modifier to the damage of your melee weapons attacks while your blade song is active. That's Which, hot. at this point, it should be a four, at least. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, I mean, bonus four. I mean, come on. It's going to yeah. help. Can't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, but at 14th level, you should have access to, like, a bunch of other things. Well, you do, because you're still a wizard, so you get, you know, like, ninth level spells and stuff. But you have a pointy sword. Yeah. Which you can attack yeah. once and then fireball. <laughs> just play just play the bard of blades. Blade bard. <laughs> I refuse. You are maneuvering. I am now going to make a minotaur that thinks he's an elf blade singing wizard. You're still going to be a wizard. But I will never use magic. You have to. That's literally the whole thing. Like, you, that gives you benefits to ma- Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just we're, frustrating finally, him so much right we now. We finally found a wizard that Bone Daddy hates. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, no, I actually feel that way about the next one too, but I less hate than the than... less hate. No, I, I. This is fine. If you like the best of both worlds, you want a little bit of melee with your wizardry. This is the one to do it with. I like it. Yep, six out of ten. Or just play a magic fighter. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a ten out of ten, just to annoy Bone Daddy. I'm gonna <laughs> give it a seven out of ten. Nice. That's but actually really generous. Yeah, I was like, that's really generous for something that you avidly hate. I mean, I could just play a magic fighter, but sure. Let's <laughs> just... <laughs> We're not talking about magic fighters or sword bards in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sword part. Oh, God. Order Sword of scribes. Magic is great and all, but have you smelled a book? And when you take the order of the scribes path, you smell a lot of books. Because that is what you do. Among the wizards, the order of scribes is the most bookish. It takes many forms in different worlds, but its primary mission is the same everywhere. Recording the magical discoveries so the wizardry can flourish. Look at you. Did you not want to play magic today and instead <laughs> want to go on an adventure and discover new and magical things? That's what you're doing. I do uh, like the RP of that. I mean, that is like, I mean, like, that's like, the reason why you're going out and exploring. That's the big thing that we always ask as story weavers. Like, hey, why is your character even doing this? Exactly. And this one has it built into the subclass. Like, oh, I, I need to go find some more spells. That's, that's exactly. The thing. It's like the it's like that bard that came out with the bard, um, the political bard. The bard of like words or something. The bard of eloquence. bard of eloquence. 
bard of eloquence. I like how both of us knew it. <laughs> the bard of words. The bard well, of words. The, the bard, bard of saying bard, things. The bard of <laughs> the politician. All right. Second level, wizardly quill. As a bonus action, you can magically create a tiny quill in your free hand. The magic quill has the following properties. The quill doesn't require ink. When you write with it, it produces ink in a color of your choice on the writing surface. The time you must spend to copy a spell into your spellbook equals two minutes per spell level if you use the quill for the transcription. And you can erase anything you write with the quill if you wave the feather over the text as a bonus action, provided the text is within five feet of you. Quill disappears if you create another one or if you die. That's good. Yeah. It gives you a pen with an eraser. Yeah. It gives you magic. It makes sure that you never have to find ink. But you know what? It just said your choice on writing surface. I would flavor this as he could be a tattoo artist if he felt like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, and and I I would take it one step further and say you have like a squire that you literally just write the spells on. <laughs> just take this down. He just rips his shirt off. Yes, master. It's just like <laughs> I've ran. It's just I've ran out of space on your back and your chest. Rip your pants off too. <laughs> <laughs> so next you get a fun awesome. side kick. I want to I want to do the front side kick one. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So you get an awakened spellbook <laughs> at second level also. Using spe spe using specially prepared inks and ancient incantations passed down by your wizardly order, you have awakened an arcane sentience within your spellbook named Iago. Um, <laughs> while you're holding the book, it it's not named Iago. Following benefits. <laughs> Um, you can use the book of the spell casting focus for your wizarding spells. When you cast a wizard spell with a spell slot, you can temporarily replace its damage type with a type that appears in another spell in your spell book, which magically alters the spell's formula for this casting only. The latter spell must be the same level as the spell slot you expended. When you cast a, a wizard spell as a ritual, you can use the spell's normal casting time rather than adding 10 minutes to it. Once you use this benefit, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest. If necessary, you can replace the book over the course of a short rest by using your wizardly quill to write arcane sigils in a blank book or magic spell book to which you're attuned. At the end of the at the end of the rest, your spellbook's consciousness is summoned into the new book, but the consciousness transforms into your spellbook along with all its spells. If the previous book still exists somewhere, all the spells vanish from its pages. So that means I can cast a fireball and make it freeze everybody. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I, I would just, I'd be a wizard of just all contradictions. Right? <laughs> just, <laughs> instead of yelling fireball, freeze ball. <laughs> Everyone just kind of looks at you confused. What? No, I would actually, I would actually yell fireball and everybody freeze and be like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the floor is lava. Fun. Just, just flavor like the, it like that. He's actually a failed wizard every time. Yeah. He, <laughs> that is fun. Just I complete like the stake every time. Yeah. <laughs> Manifest mind. Like, yeah, there you go. Manifest mind. Sixth level. Uh, you can conjure forth the mind of your awakened spellbook. As a bonus action while the book is on your person, you can cause the mind to manifest as a tiny spectral object, hovering in an unoccupied space of your choice within 60 feet. The spectral mind is intangible and doesn't occupy its space, and it sheds dim light in a 10-foot radius. It looks like a ghostly tone, a cascade of text. 
or a scholar from your past hmm. or a really, really tiny emoji. <laughs> While manifested, the spectral <laughs> mind can hear and see, and it has dark vision with a range of 60 feet. The mind can telepathically share what, with you what it sees and hears. No action required. So it could be like the little shit emoji. With <laughs> it, a it'd face. be really funny. You don't have dark vision, but your spectral mind does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> it's, a, it's a cave. No, what do you see? <laughs> Rock. <laughs> Whenever you cast a wizard spell on your turn, you can cast it as if you were in the spectral mind space instead of your own using its senses. You can do so a number of times per day equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish long rest, blah, blah, blah. As a bonus action, you can cause the spectral mind to hover up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that you or it can see. It can pass through creatures, but not objects. The spectral mind stops manifesting if it is ever more than 300 feet away from you. If someone casts the spell magic on it, if the awakened spellbook is destroyed, if you die, or if you dismiss the spectral mind as a bonus action. Well, I'm pretty sure anything you do stops when you die. Mm-hmm. Once you conjure the mind, you, can do, you can't do so again until you finish a long run. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I, I do like this, as wordy as that was. Um, really wordy. Really, really wordy. <laughs> but the cool thing of it being, you know, within 300 feet of you, right? You, could, you just do, do 299 so that it doesn't, you know, uh, go away, right? And then you can use that space, the spectral mind, to cast your wizard spell. So Wait a minute. So Wait tactfully, a minute. Tactfully, this is a- you can you could you could put make a spell like if you're in the back line or in front of a beholder you could have the spell book behind it doing a spell you could get better angles this is a warlock familiar <laughs> basically yes <laughs> this is this is a warlock familiar this is yeah. exactly what the no, warlock familiar is it's a wizard thing it's a Come mind on. thing bone daddy this is your favorite class it is it You're supposed to love everything about every one of them. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no. Blade no. <laughs> <Late> singers. <laughs> so, Master uh, Scrivener, 10th level Scrivener. order. Scrivener? Scrivener. Scrivener. Scrivener? Uh, whenever you finish a long rest, you can create one magic scroll by touching your wizardly quill to a blank piece of paper or parchment and causing one spell from your awakened spell book to be copied onto the scroll. The spell book must be within five feet of you when you make the scroll. The chosen spell must be of first or second level and must have a casting time of one action. Once in the scroll, the spell's power is enhanced, counting as one level higher than normal. Jesus. You can cast the spell from the scroll by reading it as an action. The scroll is unintelligible to anyone else. Uh, and the spell vanishes from the scroll when you cast it, yada yada. Uh, you can you are also adept at crafting spell scrolls, which are described in the treasure chapter of the Dungeon Master Guide. The gold and time you must spend to make a scroll are halved. That right there makes the entire class. Tenth level. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's it. Make I would never not make scrolls. <laughs> oh, it would be a constant thing. Just scrolls, scrolls. Yeah, you shouldn't, scrolls, you scrolls, you shouldn't scrolls. touch your quill in front of everyone though. How dare you? Just dead silence. <laughs> he deserves it. I do. You know. <laughs> Would you care to do the last 
thing we will have to do with this dreaded class. I love this class. I'm not shocked. I know. I mean, it's not technically the crap. last thing, you know, that not we have to do because we have to talk about it also. One well, of the, I mean, it's the last thing on the last. Yeah, that's the last thing. <laughs> One with the word. I heard. I heard. And connect your connection to the. Whoa! Uh, Hold on! Wait! 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 wait. What Jesus Christ! That was hilarious. <laughs> I hope. I hope that's in the recording. Because <laughs> that's going in the bonus content. It, it <laughs> like echoed. Oh. It was we're like, like one with the word. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, for the one with the with the bonus stuff, I'm just gonna stop editing that. <laughs> I'm just gonna play that with the bonus behind the scenes stuff with just everything in it. As long as we don't use our names, because I did yeah, use my I'll name I'll check today. for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll check for that. But yeah, but yeah, no, no, that was that was hilarious. God was damn! All right, <laughs> your connection to your awakened spellbook has become. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you got to start over. Start, start beginning. Episode, one with yeah. the word. Oh, one with the word. Um, your connection to awakened spellbook has become so profound that your soul has become entwined with it. While the book is on your person, you advantage on all intelligence checks as spellbook as the spellbook helps you remember magical lore. Jeez, I can't talk. Moreover, if you take damage while your spellbook's mind is manifest, you can prevent all of that damage to you by using a reaction to dismiss the spectral mind using its magic to save yourself. Then roll 3d6. The spellbook temporarily loses spells of your choice that have a combined spell level equal to that roll or higher. For example, if the t roll's total was 9, spell vanish from the book that have a combined level of at least 9, which could mean one ninth level spell, three third level spells, or some other combination. If there aren't enough spells in the book to cover this cost, you drop to zero hit points. Ew. Um, until you finish one d6 long rest, you are incapable of casting the lost spells, even if you find them on a scroll or in another spell book. After you finish the required number of rests, the spells reappear in the spell book. Once you use this reaction, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest. That's a lot. Well, I don't it's, like it's, it. It's surprisingly complicated. <laughs> yeah, well, everything about Wizards is complicated, but it's it's almost really overbalanced. Yeah. It's like lean, it leans more. It's not balanced. It leans more towards you're losing a lot of shit. Yeah. Just like, yeah, to not okay. take damage. Well, and you're getting an uh, advantage on all intelligence arcana checks as the spell book helps you remember magical lore. So I guess if the spell, if the story weaver is like allowing you to have the spell book know more about magical lore than you do, I guess that's kind of cool. Well, and also answer me this: How many arcana checks do you roll during combat? None. Exactly. So, yeah, but you would have to make sure that you know for combat you take a rest. So that's I'd be hard like, to do. I'd do that and be like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna take off. I'm gonna go take a nap." Yeah, because I'm fucked up right now. You, got, you got this, up. right? Yeah. You got this. I'm give, good. Give me, give me one sec. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna dip out real quick. <laughs> but, Just lay down and take a nap. <laughs> that's very flavorful, though, because like if you think about it, you're not a combat. You're not a combat person. Yeah, you're, you're going. You're trying to figure out the magic of the world, which would have been great for my pacifist bard in your campaign. It would have been. Yeah. But 
at least the most important part about this is, you know, taking damage is prevented. So, semi-immortal during combat? Yeah. And hopefully I mean, you don't roll, you know, like, an 18 on your 3d6. <laughs> no shit. 666, six, six, you're fucked. Uh, <laughs> please roll low, please roll low. Yeah. <laughs> the one time you want to roll low. <laughs> oh my god, you just knock yourself out. <laughs> you're like, so I have, um, I have cantrips, guys. Um, and Does this dagger. <laughs> I could just see a scribe. You know, you, you do this, and you roll an 18, and you have no more spells. And you're just down to cantrips, and he just chucks his dagger. <laughs> and chucks it. Oh, yeah. man. It was, it's like, it reminds me of Jean Grey. Like, <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everybody, out. that's Wizards. Yeah. Three episodes mm -hmm. and so much complication. Yeah. Well, we didn't that talk about wizards. There's two more wizards that we haven't talked about. But... No, not in this, not in this, and not in Xanathar's. That's all we cover. <laughs> if they uh, want to hear about the other two, they can get Patreon. Indeed. Okay. Shameless <laughs> shameless plug. Aggressively shameless plug. No, that was just an aggressive plug. There's no shame. <laughs> There's I have no shame. shame. No uh, shame whatsoever. Aggressive plugging. <laughs> that sounds you, dirty. Yeah, when you say it like that, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> but for realsies, though, uh, if you want extra content and you want us to talk about other wizards and stuff, you know, and you want we, us here, you want us here, you want to hear us be nonsense, nonsense, absolute nonsense behind the scenes. Uh, Patreon yeah. is the way to go. We are a hot mess behind the scenes. <laughs> it's so fun. I mean, to be honest, we're kind of a hot mess in, in in front of the scenes, but, you know, hey. It's a busy time of year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I give this a 7 out of 10 for a class. I like it, honestly. 4 to 10. It's not my favorite. I don't plan on playing one except for the, the Minotaur, Blade Singer, <laughs> that thinks he's an elf, because I want to annoy the crap out of Bone Daddy and enjoy myself. <laughs> oh my gosh! I give it a four out of ten. Oh right. come on! This the whole wizard class. What do you give it? Oh, the whole wizard class. Yeah, because wizard it. class, I give an eleven out of ten. Nice. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> the whole are... wizard class, I'll give a nine out of ten. Four out of ten. It's the same. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to change across the board. It's not going to change across <laughs> the board. That's just what it is. Hey, I mean, at least that went up from the two out of ten that you kept giving it last episode. <laughs> that is true. I went up, and that was mainly because of Bladesinger. So, hey. <laughs> when you took an average. <laughs> I, you know, I do have to say, though, it, the, the classes, whether they're good or bad, it is how the player plays them. So it is. It, know, and I will, you know, I bag on Wizards, and it's because I don't particularly like really overcomplicated uh character classes and it is it can be overcomplicated there is a lot of overcomplication to spell casting and, and stuff like that that i just don't like that's me that's not everybody else if you want to play a wizard go ahead and play wizard have fun it's completely up to the player of how to play this this class mm -hmm. i like how make it great wizards are. wizards are pretty tactical like yeah. i mean they're they're squishy yeah but 
they're not they're they're obviously not frontline people and they if you play a wizard good enough you play a very it, it can work as a very supporting class and also can work as a very like glass cannon like you're just oh yeah like, made tons of stuff i mean milo mm-hmm. exactly that was like that was a powerful wizard that would destroy everything send yeah. in the cat first <laughs> no, we sent Rick in first to protect the the cat at all costs, yeah. <laughs> and then the cat would just fuck everything up. Everything up. <laughs> in a just good everything. way. Weirdly yeah. enough. <laughs> it's all so, the yeah. roles. So, yeah, it was great. That's yeah. that was that's a thing. And I, I, I'm sorry if I, I seem overly pessimistic about the class. I <laughs> I do it mainly to annoy Bone Daddy because yeah. it's enjoyable to me. Well, and listen, you know, there is one thing that uh, if you've listened to any other episodes, Thorne and I have been playing D&D for quite some time. And my first character uh, was a arcane trickster rogue. So it was magic-y. My second character and third character were wizards, mainly because I don't have magic in the, uh, the real world. So I did that as a thing. But now that we've been playing forever and we've done magic and we're kind of done with it, uh, we focus a lot more on the RP, uh, and so we like to have less complicated characters yeah. to play, so that during combat, at least, we're like, "Yeah, swing the sword, I'm done." And, and don't <laughs> get me wrong, I went through a stage in playing early on where that's all I played was wizards. Yeah. So, and I'm all about I've complications. I'm all about technicalities. I love it. I would never guess. Mm. <laughs> <Nuh-uh>. <laughs> that's it, guys. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening to the Wizards uh, episodes. Next, I think, is going to be Barbarians. Uh, I love yes. Barbarians. Yeah. Right They're you. hot. <laughs> no, that's bears. No, that's bears. <laughs> Those are barbarians. And <laughs> Please, so. if we miss something, let us know. Uh, put in the comments. Email Add us. us. Just Add, Add us. us. E- email us. Uh, Find me. Occupied podcast at gmail.com, please. Catch me on Snow. If and if you see Bone Daddy, just walk up to him. He don't care. I yeah. don't. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> if you you know, you actually everyone's uh, seen all of our faces uh, on Instagram. So I mean if you do happen to see us wherever we are at a Ren Fair or a con or whatever, stop and say hi. Tell us or kinky carnival. We uh, will be surprised every single time. Uh, oh yeah! <laughs> every time Very somebody's surprised. like, "Oh yeah, I listened to an episode of your podcast." I was like, really? You, you did? <laughs> nah. <laughs> so uh, trying to make me feel better, right? <laughs> Stop it! Don't give me confidence. Uh, <laughs> but that's it, guys. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, listen to the end message for all the links and and the things. Remember to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied. What's up, Weavers of the Realm? As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, If you haven't already, click that like button and subscribe or follow us on your chosen platforms. It goes a long way to help us grow. Uh, And if you liked the intro music that we just used, it was made with the help of The Hobby Hub on YouTube and Saturn Imaging Production Company. 
Uh, also, if you want exclusive content like NPC of the Week, Discord access, and behind the scenes, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast. And of course, the link to our merch store, social medias, and all the other podcast uh, platforms are available on our link tree in the show notes. Good luck in your games, steal everything, and have fun.